Light, everyone, and welcome to Talk Soup Sunday Spiritual Boost. I am your host, the Reverend Dr. Jackie. I hope everything is going well for you and your loved ones. And again, it is 2023, a new year, a new you. You know that research says that every 10 years we go through this new cell regeneration process, which is like totally awesome to me because I think about myself and stepping into a new level of conscious awareness. I think about myself that every 10 year period, which I'm getting ready to go into, my birthday this summer so i got some really 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 significant and very important spiritual practices that i'll be doing during the summer solstice and coming up into that 10-year new generation mark with my body the spiritual walk is so wonderful you know and we always need a boost regardless of what kind of tools and techniques that you are utilizing we can always learn more ways to help ourselves grow and gain clarity and be focused because we know how unique each one of us are and we all have these inner powers um all praises to the most high that we have to develop throughout our lifetimes and so that 10-year uh, cell rejuvenation marks something very significant for me. And do some research on it, you guys. You know, um, because it has a very significant effect on our bodies inside and outside. And so I hope everything is going well with you guys. I hope you guys are starting this new year with a fresh mindset, a fresh awareness of who you are on all levels in life, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And that's sort of, that is what Talk Soup is about. Not sort of, Talk Soup is about us getting to know thyself, getting to be that authentic person, who we are from a spiritual level. And there is no better way to do that than to have a set of tools and techniques right there by your side helping you stay focused and gain clarity on the things that you're called to do from a spiritual level and with that said come on let's dive right on in into one of our favorite tools and techniques and that is prayer i want to share something with you today from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, his eulogy for the martyred children. He gave this, um, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King can get down. He can turn a sermon into a prayer. He can turn a speech into a prayer. So he 
And this is one of his um, eulogies from 1963. And I think that today's show, January 15th, the um, we're halfway through the month of January in the new year, and we're heading right on into the Black History Month that is celebrated in the United States. Even though it's only celebrated for the shortest amount of time span when it comes to months, we know that every day is Black History. And so Dr. King's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, his observance of his birthday is tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, Dr. King's birthday is actually on the 15th. Check me on that and correct me if I'm wrong. But I find no better way than to start the new year off than with celebrating one of our deepest intellectual spiritual. You're talking about spiritual. This brother here, even though he was in a religion, and shout out to the elder, this ancestor, he was a spiritual man. He could tap into spiritual that's what his dream was about the ancestors just straight dipped him into a whole different realm and then he come out with this i have a dream speech and so no better way to honor us as black people and to honor one of our martyrs one of our most significant individuals in the civil rights movement even though we know that there were a lot of people who did not get the credit and the credence that they deserved you know those silent sideliners dr martin luther king was out there on the front lines representing for us and a lot of our rights and things that we deserve as human beings and so i'm gonna kick today's uh show off with a shout out to dr king wishing him a very very happy excited which i know he is because he's hanging out in ancestral land so i know that he is happy i just want to thank him and thank everybody that worked aside alongside him and truly was working for the cause and it reads now i say to you in conclusion life is hard at times as hard as a crucible steel Mm. It has a bleak and difficult, it's bleak and difficult moments like the ever flowing waters of the river. Life has its moments of drought and its moments of flood. Yeah. Like the ever changing cycle of the seasons. Life has the soothing warmth of his summers and the piercing chill of his winters yeah but if one will hold on he will discover that god walks with him yeah well and the God is able, yeah, oh, to lift you from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope and transform dark and desolate valleys into sunlit paths of inner peace. Mm. And actually, as I'm reading this script from the eulogy for the martyred children, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s is from 1963. When I said, mm, when I said, yeah, yeah, well, they are actually written within this beautiful, poetic set of words. And this is actually a eulogy um, for the martyr children of 1963. Look it up. I can get, um, give you much more detail and get uh, more in depth within who they're referencing here. But I'll hold off on that until next month when we celebrate Dr. King. Dr. King is always one of those ancestors who I um, celebrate in some kind of way during the month of February. Um, because as a little girl, I think I was like a second, third grade. I was the one who was chosen for like three years in elementary school to say the I have a dream speech. And it would be simultaneously um, uh, broadcast 
throughout all the St. Louis public schools. And so I have to give a shout out to him. Um, moving right along, you guys, um, and thinking about, you know, our walk spiritually, um, the journey uh, that we have to go through to truly know thyself. It's a multifaceted journey, right? Um, and one of the significant areas that is most important from my perspective for us to really develop is our psyche, our psychological selves. Because oftentimes we hold on to certain events, traumas, and things like that that kind of block us or thwart us from being all who we can be, like I read earlier, you know, each of us are born with inner powers that has to be developed throughout a lifetime. And these inner powers are powers from the most high, powers from God. And as we learn what our powers are and how we can use them, we begin to grow more spiritually and experience this inner peace you often hear people in the Christian church speak of this inner peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. But what I have learned is that that comes sometimes. I mean, I know that there are times where you can have peace during chaotic, chaotic times and we just don't understand it. But as we begin to learn to tap into our inner selves, our inner spiritual powers, our gifts, we began to also develop this sense of peace, the peace that really calms anything. And it comes more often on a daily basis as you begin to delve more into who you are spiritually and getting to know thyself. Psychologically, you begin to change. A lot of the things that were traumatic and bad experiences that occurred to you prior to your going through the spiritual development and rising higher, those things begin to with work. It takes work a lot of times because you often, what I found was that a lot of the traumas that I experienced as a child growing up and some as a young adult, the vestiges of those traumas would come out in certain behaviors during certain events. And so I had to start making those connections. You know, it's like, why am I thinking that? And I am in this environment that has nothing to do with it. You know, and that's one of the things of trauma. We learn that trauma actually can be anything. It can be a color, it can be a sound, it can be a car, it can be anything that's unique to the individual that experienced the trauma or um, to now we know an ancestor that experienced a trauma that could be similar to the trauma that you're experiencing because research just recently um, proved that we can have trauma stored up in our system between 15 and 20 generations ago. And so when we're on this path, what I found was that certain things had began to come up that was similar to certain traumas that I had experienced. And then there were, was a deeper connection to some of them. And so going through doing that generational trauma cleansing work and i did it myself you know i listened to and i um consulted some of my mentors i have two mentors who have been in the field of psychology and counseling and sociology um they travel around the world um both of them are retired now but they have they're in their 70s and they've traveled around the world doing diversity um and multi-diversity lectures and workshops with these big companies and things and and so when i consult with them i kind of you know didn't know actually what was going on especially with some of the deeper um uh, experiences that I was having, such as I'll do a cleansing and it's like, okay, I, I, it, I'm cleansed, but it was connected to something else. And so that's where I first started learning about this generational trauma. And then 
you know, they reminded me of, you know, like growing up in the church, you know, you'll hear things such as generational curses. You can liken it to things like that. And I was like, oh, really? And so going through with my mentors and listening to many of my other, our other, you know, because there are people today who are still out here, um, in the field and it doesn't have to be counseling it could be coaching you hear a lot now of people a lot of coaches saying that they are um trauma release coaches you know um and so the terminology trauma release is being more and more prevalent in our society which is excellent and then you have a lot of people who actually or um, experience in working with trauma. Um, in the past, it's just been those of us who are trained as trauma specialists, like such as myself, I'm a trained trauma specialist. I'm trained in psychological first aid and I continue to develop on those um, uh, certifications by taking um, CEUs or professional development workshops and courses so that I can find out the newest techniques and tools or the things that have been um, uh, expounded on a little further as far as technique in the field of trauma. And so one of the that was one of the main areas that I had to work on having been experienced uh, certain traumas as a kid. Um, for instance, you know, I was hit by a car and that caused a lot of trauma and it was a lot of associations from that trauma as I began to age that I had to go in and cleanse and clean and clear. So I'm so thankful for my mentors, although they're in their early 70s, you know, 70s, um, one is male, one is female, um, one is a psychologist, and the other is a mental health counselor, and both of them are um, consultants and trauma, PTSD, you know, stress management and things like that were of the specialties that they or uh, certified in. So I, I have this wonder, I'm so gifted because I have this wonderful balance of a male and a female who are in the field of psychology, counseling and coaching that I can lean on when it comes to getting my supervision and um, working with clients and even working with myself, you know, they help me be accountable. And so the psychological aspect of getting to know thyself is extremely important. We can have all of the tools and all of the techniques and be good at them and, and, and be tapped into the spirit of the at your ancestors or your guardian angels and tapped into that spiritual aspect of our being, which from my perspective is the true uh, our true selves, because we are spiritual beings that gotta have a sleeve. The body, I look at it as a sleeve or an avatar. And so to be able to go in and tap in and clear the psychological trauma is going to be able to help you further yourself in your spiritual gifts and in your spiritual journey to know thyself. And then, of course, with all of that comes the emotional aspects and all the mental aspects. And then, of course, the physical aspect, which is the body, taking care of the body. That's why I like to share herbs and herbal remedy, remedies and different um, dietary meals and things like that that can help us healthy, of course and natural, of course, that can help us maintain our body so that we can be physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually balanced during this journey. And prayers are just one of those. It, it is the main, um, my main tool. Um, and then there, of course, is meditation. And when you combine those tools and techniques, you just get a clearer, more focused um a uh, um, pathway in knowing yourself and knowing yourself from that spiritual perspective. 
moving right along you guys one of the main things that i love too are moral stories you know those real life stories especially but sometimes there are fantasy stories that we learn about or that we discover or someone may share with us that can help us in our spiritual growth and you know we learn about things such as love and loss and you know life whether it's spiritual you know the spiritual realm or whether it's you know our physical aspects of our life you know it gives us a chance to be able to see ourselves from both perspectives and then intertwine them to do what it is that we're called to do because everybody has a mission in life right and so combining our spiritual selves with our physical selves helped us be able to better surrender to the spirit and so that our journey into this life we don't um have to be considered a uh, perfection because i don't i don't uh, ascribe to perfection in the perfection in the physical but it helps us to be a better person. And so last week I read a very um, a significant story um, in regards to distractions coming in our path. And the um, it, it was like a, a spiritual leader uh, or a, a saint who was dying is what it was and he called one of his disciples his best disciple to his deathbed deathbed and he says you know remember one thing never allow a cat in your life and so i went on you know and read through the entire story and the moral of that story was that we can have activities in our lives that could stop us or distract us, thwart us from developing spiritually. Um, as such, no activity of life should be seen as a distraction for living a spiritual life. Every activity of our lives can be done with mindfulness or with a detached attitude. But this is true for highly evolved souls and so it's very important for us to know what our spiritual powers are and to be able to develop our spiritual selves so that we will be able to not get distracted from the path of being a highly evolved spiritual being and the only people that are able to do that are those who have evolved spiritually evolved to the point of where your soul has begun to start taking you over and direct you because the spirit and the soul are definitely different even though we're all one and the same i am spirit but i have a soul that has tapped into me in this physical realm and said okay it's time for me to start taking over for most people who are still on the path they should not let distractions divert them from the spiritual path we have to learn to focus intensely on our spiritual practices so that they become more of a centering for us on the inside of our lives and so that was last week's study i mean that was last week's story i guess it is a study right so that was last week's story and so moving right along i'm going to share another story um with you in regards to um the motivation and um how to motivate yourself and how to motivate others because we have to um motivate one another right and uh and so i'm going to be sharing motivational stories that um can lift your mind and your soul and that's going to fill your heart with hope and optimism and when i was coming out of meditation yesterday i have a 14 year old granddaughter and we share a lot 
she's um no she's not 14 she's this is my 16 year old granddaughter and we birth she just turned 16. um we share a lot about her experiences in school and um social activities and things like that and about of course meditation and and her spiritual walk and she asked me a question about she's such a a pure soul i am so thankful that she just brings so much joy to my life not that every um, one of my family members doesn't especially my grandchildren because they all contribute in a uh, very significant special way and it's beautiful that i'm able to sit down with them and share my knowledge and my experiences but more importantly my spiritual path being an ordained minister um, being a spiritual counselor a mental health counselor mental health coach i can share so much with them about my experiences to help them but they are sharing with me you know that's one of the things that i love about what i do because even though i work with people um i'm always working from the spiritual level you know even when i was just strictly a licensed professional counselor before i um decided yeah i just want to go into spiritual counseling as a over um over arching umbrella and and just use my experiences as a, a licensed professional counselor and mental health coach to help people you know who have these chronic diseases that i can't um work with them in a capacity as a mental health coach I can refer you out to someone who specializes in the depression, anxiety, PTSD, as far as it being diagnosed as a chronic illness in their lives. And, and so my grandchildren and I share a lot. And my 16-year-old, um, of course, is interested in careers and things like that. And one of the things that she doesn't like is how people judge people and how people talk behind other people's is back and she's like what good can come out of that and so we had this really deep talk and i said you know what i think that's one of the things that i want to share on my upcoming show because it's really important for us to not as spiritual individuals one of the overarching um characteristics that i be believe and having is telling the truth keeping it real and sometimes it could be a thin line when it comes to my being an individual who's going to tell the truth who's going to keep it real so if somebody come to me and say something about someone else i have to wait and judge whether or not that's aligned with righteousness and whether or not I am talking behind someone's back or if I can take this as an opportunity to share something positive, you know, because talking behind somebody's back, that's like gossip, you know, um, and it's just not right for me. And so talking behind people's back is very significant when it comes to our spiritual walk our spiritual journey even if you do not consider yourself as spiritual maybe you may consider yourself just as religious talking behind a person's back is not even in the christian church i'll say i can talk about religion because i've you know been in a part of christianity in some aspect of another my entire life and the Bible tells you, you know, all that kind of gossip, we're not supposed to be doing that. Talking behind someone's back falls into, and from my perspective, into the line of gossiping. And so I said, you know, I'm going to share a story, a moral story about people talking behind one's back. And my granddaughter is like, yeah, that's cool. So we read through it and she was like, yeah, grandma, you have to share it. And so the title of this story is People Talking Behind One's Back. And it reads, once upon a time in a village lived an honest man. All the people of the village used to praise and admire him. He was happy that all the people in the village liked him. One day, 
while returning from work, he heard that some people were talking about him. He knew people of the village. Light everyone and welcome to Talk Soup Sunday Spiritual Boost. I am your host, the Reverend Dr. Jackie. I hope everything is going well for you and your loved ones. And again, it is 2023, a new year, a new you. You know that research says that every 10 years we go through this new cell regeneration process, which is like totally awesome to me because I think about myself and stepping into a new level of conscious awareness. I think about myself that every 10 year period, which I'm getting ready to go into, my birthday this summer so i got some really 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 significant and very important spiritual practices that i'll be doing during the summer solstice and coming up into that 10-year new generation mark with my body the spiritual walk is so wonderful you know and we always need a boost regardless of what kind of tools and techniques that you are utilizing we can always learn more ways to help ourselves grow and gain clarity and be focused because we know how unique each one of us are and we all have these inner powers um all praises to the most high that we have to develop throughout our lifetimes and so that 10-year uh, cell rejuvenation marks something very significant for me. And do some research on it, you guys. You know, um, because it has a very significant effect on our bodies inside and outside. And so I hope everything is going well with you guys. I hope you guys are starting this new year with a fresh mindset, a fresh awareness of who you are on all levels in life, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And that's sort of, that is what Talk Soup is about. Not sort of, Talk Soup is about us getting to know thyself, getting to be that authentic person, who we are from a spiritual level. And there is no better way to do that than to have a set of tools and techniques right there by your side helping you stay focused and gain clarity on the things that you're called to do from a spiritual level and with that said 
come on, let's dive right on in into one of our favorite tools and techniques, and that is prayer. I want to share something with you today from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, his eulogy for the martyred children. He gave this, um, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King could get down. He could turn a sermon into a prayer. He can turn a speech into a prayer. So he, and this is one of his um, eulogies from 1963. And I think that today's show, January 15th, the um, we're halfway through the month of January in the new year, and we're heading right on into the Black History Month that is celebrated in the United States. Even though it's only celebrated for the shortest amount of time span when it comes to months, we know that every day is Black History. And so Dr. King's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, his observance of his birthday is tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, Dr. King's birthday is actually on the 15th. Check me on that and correct me if I'm wrong. But I find no better way than to start the new year off than with celebrating one of our deepest intellectual spiritual. You're talking about spiritual. This brother here, even though he was in a religion, and shout out to the elder, this ancestor, he was a spiritual man. He could tap into spiritual that's what his dream was about the ancestors just straight dipped him into a whole different realm and then he come out with this i have a dream speech and so no better way to honor us as black people and to honor one of our martyrs one of our most significant individuals in the civil rights movement even though we know that there were a lot of people who did not get the credit and the credence that they deserved you know those silent sideliners dr martin luther king was out there on the front lines representing for us and a lot of our rights and things that we deserve as human beings and so i'm going to kick today's uh show off with a shout out to dr king wishing him a very very happy excited which i know he is because he's hanging out in ancestral land so i know that he is happy i just want to thank him and thank everybody that worked aside alongside him and truly was working for the cause and it reads now i say to you in conclusion life is hard at times as hard as a crucible steel Mm. It has a bleak and difficult, it's bleak and difficult moments like the ever flowing waters of the river. Life has its moments of drought and its moments of flood. Yeah. Like the ever changing cycle of the seasons. Life has the soothing warmth of his summers and the piercing chill of his winters. Yeah. But if one will hold on, he will discover that God walks with him. Yeah. Well, and that God is able, yeah, oh, to lift you from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope and transform dark and desolate valleys into sunlit paths of inner peace. Mm. And actually, as I'm reading this script from the eulogy for the martyred children, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s is from 1963. When I said, mm, when I said, yeah, yeah, well, they are actually written within this beautiful, poetic set of words. And this is actually a eulogy um, for the martyred children of 1963. Look it up. I can get 
um, give you much more detail and get uh, more in depth within who they're referencing here. But I'll hold off on that until next month when we celebrate Dr. King. Dr. King is always one of those ancestors who I um, celebrate in some kind of way during the month of February. Um, because as a little girl, I think I was like a second, third grade. I was the one who was chosen for like three years in elementary school to say the I have a dream speech. And it would be simultaneously um, uh, broadcast throughout all the St. Louis public schools. And so I have to give a shout out to him. Um, moving right along, you guys, um, and thinking about, you know, our walk spiritually, um, the journey uh, that we have to go through to truly know thyself. It's a multifaceted journey, right? Um, and one of the significant areas that is most important from my perspective for us to really develop is our psyche, our psychological selves. Because oftentimes we hold on to certain events, traumas, and things like that that kind of block us or thwart us from being all who we can be. Like I read earlier, you know, each of us are born with inner powers that has to be developed throughout a lifetime. And these inner powers are powers from the most high, powers from God. And as we learn what our powers are and how we can use them, we begin to grow more spiritually and experience this inner peace. You'll often hear people in the Christian church speak of this inner peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. But what I have learned is that that comes sometimes. I mean, I know that there are times where you can have peace during chaotic chaotic times and we just don't understand it but as we begin to learn to tap into our inner selves our inner spiritual powers our gifts we began to also develop this sense of peace the peace that really calms anything and it comes more often on a daily basis as you begin to delve more into who you are spiritually and getting to know thyself psychologically you begin to change a lot of the things that were traumatic and bad experiences that occurred to you prior to your going through the spiritual development and rising higher those things begin to with work it takes work a lot of times because you often what i found was that a lot of the traumas that i experienced as a child growing up and some as a young adult the vestiges of those traumas would come out in certain behaviors during certain events and so i had to start making those connections you know it's like why am i thinking that and i am in this environment that has nothing to do with it you know and that's one of the things of trauma we learn that trauma actually can be anything it can be a color it can be a sound it can be a car it can be anything that's unique to the individual that experienced the trauma or um to now we know an ancestor that experienced a trauma that could be similar to the trauma that you're experiencing because research just recently um proved that we can have trauma stored up in our system between 15 and 20 generations ago. And so when we're on this path, what I found was that certain things had began to come up that was similar to certain traumas that I had experienced. And then there were, was a deeper connection to some of them. And so going through doing that generational trauma cleansing work and i did it myself you know i listened to and i um 
consulted some of my mentors. I have two mentors who have been in the field of psychology and counseling and sociology. Um, they travel around the world. Um, both of them are retired now, but they have, they're in their seventies and they've traveled around the world doing diversity um, and multi-diversity lectures and workshops with these big companies and things. And, and so when I consult with them, I kind of, you know, didn't know actually what was going on, especially with some of the deeper um, uh, experiences that I was having, such as I'll do a cleansing and it's like, OK, I, I, it, I'm cleansed, but it was connected to something else. And so that's where I first started learning about this generational trauma. And then, you know, they reminded me of, you know, like growing up in the church, you know, you'll hear things such as generational curses. You can liken it to things like that. And I was like, oh, really? And so going through with my mentors and listening to many of my other, our other, you know, because there are people today who are still out here um, in the field and it doesn't have to be counseling. It could be coaching. You hear a lot now of people, a lot of coaches saying that they are um, trauma release coaches, you know? Um, and so the terminology trauma release is being more and more prevalent in our society, which is excellent. And then you have a lot of people who actually or um, experience in working with trauma. Um, in the past, it's just been those of us who are trained as trauma specialists, like such as myself, I'm a trained trauma specialist. I'm trained in psychological first aid and I continue to develop on those um, uh, certifications by taking um, CEUs or professional development workshops and courses so that I can find out the newest techniques and tools or the things that have been um, uh, expounded on a little further as far as technique in the field of trauma. And so one of the that was one of the main areas that I had to work on having been experienced uh, certain traumas as a kid. Um, for instance, you know, I was hit by a car and that caused a lot of trauma and it was a lot of associations from that trauma as I began to age that I had to go in and cleanse and clean and clear. So I'm so thankful for my mentors, although they're in their early 70s, you know, 70s, um, one is male, one is female, um, one is a psychologist, and the other is a mental health counselor, and both of them are um, consultants and trauma, PTSD, you know, stress management and things like that were of the specialties that they or uh, certified in. So I, I have this wonder, I'm so gifted because I have this wonderful balance of a male and a female who are in the field of psychology, counseling and coaching that I can lean on when it comes to getting my supervision and um, working with clients and even working with myself, you know, they help me be accountable. And so the psychological aspect of getting to know thyself is extremely important. We can have all of the tools and all of the techniques and be good at them and, and, and be tapped into the spirit of the at your ancestors or your guardian angels and tapped into that a spiritual aspect of our being, which from my perspective is the true, uh, our true selves, because we are spiritual beings that gotta have a sleeve. The body, I look at it as a sleeve or an avatar. And so to be able to go in and tap in and clear the psychological trauma is going to be able to help you further yourself in your spiritual gifts and in your spiritual journey to know thyself. And then, of course, with all of that comes the emotional aspects and all the mental aspects. And then, of course, the physical aspect, which is the body, taking care of the body. That's why I like to share herbs and herbal remedy, remedies and different um, dietary meals and things like that that can help us healthy, of course 
course and natural, of course, that can help us maintain our body so that we can be physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually balanced during this journey. And prayers are just one of those. It, it is the main, um, my main tool. Um, and then there, of course, is meditation. And when you combine those tools and techniques, you just get a clearer, more focused um, uh, uh, pathway in knowing yourself and knowing yourself from that spiritual perspective. Moving right along, you guys, one of the main things that I love, too, are moral stories, you know, those real life stories, especially. But sometimes there are fantasy stories that we learn about or that we discover or someone may share with us that can help us in our spiritual growth. And, you know, we learn about things such as love and loss and, you know, life, whether it's spiritual, you know, the spiritual realm or whether it's you know, our physical aspects of our life, you know, it gives us a chance to be able to see ourselves from both perspectives and then intertwine them to do what it is that we're called to do because everybody has a mission in life, right? And so combining our spiritual selves with our physical selves helped us be able to better surrender to the spirit and so that our journey into this life we don't um have to be considered uh perfection because i don't i don't uh, ascribe to perfection in the perfection in the physical but it helps us to be a better person. And so last week I read a very um, a significant story um, in regards to distractions coming in our path. And the um, it, it was like a, a spiritual leader uh, or a, a saint who was dying is what it was and he called one of his disciples his best disciple to his deathbed deathbed and he says you know remember one thing never allow a cat in your life and so i went on you know and read through the entire story and the moral of that story was that we can have activities in our lives that could stop us or distract us, thwart us from developing spiritually. Um, as such, no activity of life should be seen as a distraction for living a spiritual life. Every activity of our lives can be done with mindfulness or with a detached attitude. But this is true for highly evolved souls. And so it's very important for us to know what our spiritual powers are and to be able to develop our spiritual selves so that we will be able to not get distracted from the path of being a highly evolved spiritual being and the only people that are able to do that are those who have evolved spiritually evolved to the point of where your soul has begun to start taking you over and direct you because the spirit and the soul are definitely different even though we're all one and the same i am spirit but i have a soul that has tapped into me in this physical realm and said, okay, it's time for me to start taking over. For most people who are still on the path, they should not let distractions divert them from the spiritual path. We have to learn to focus intensely on our spiritual practices so that they become more of a centering for us on the inside of our lives. And so that was last week's study. I mean, that was last week's story. I guess it is a study, right? So that was last week's story. And so moving right along, I'm going to share another story um, with you in regards to um, 
motivation and um, how to motivate yourself and how to motivate others because we have to um, motivate one another, right? And uh, and so I'm going to be sharing motivational stories that um, can lift your mind and your soul and that's going to fill your heart with hope and optimism. And when I was coming out of meditation yesterday, I have a 14 year old granddaughter and we share a lot. She's um, no, she's not 14. She's, this is my 16 year old granddaughter. And we first, she just turned 16. Um, we share a lot about her experiences in school and, um, social activities and things like that and about of course meditation and and her spiritual walk and she asked me a question about she's such a a pure soul i am so thankful that she just brings so much joy to my life not that every um, one of my family members doesn't especially my grandchildren because they all contribute in a uh, very significant special way and it's beautiful that i'm able to sit down with them and share my knowledge and my experiences but more importantly my spiritual path being an ordained minister um, being a spiritual counselor a mental health counselor mental health coach i can share so much with them about my experiences to help them but they are sharing with me you know that's one of the things that i love about what i do because even though i work with people um i'm always working from the spiritual level you know even when i was just strictly a licensed professional counselor before i um decided yeah i just want to go into spiritual counseling as a over um over arching umbrella and and just use my experiences as a, a licensed professional counselor and mental health coach to help people you know who have these chronic diseases that i can't um work with them in a capacity as a mental health coach I can refer you out to someone who specializes in the depression, anxiety, PTSD, as far as it being diagnosed as a chronic illness in their lives. And, and so my grandchildren and I share a lot. And my 16-year-old, um, of course, is interested in careers and things like that. And one of the things that she doesn't like is how people judge people and how people talk behind other people's is back and she's like what good can come out of that and so we had this really deep talk and i said you know what i think that's one of the things that i want to share on my upcoming show because it's really important for us to not as spiritual individuals one of the overarching um characteristics that i be believe and having is telling the truth keeping it real and sometimes it could be a thin line when it comes to my being an individual who's going to tell the truth who's going to keep it real so if somebody come to me and say something about someone else i have to wait and judge whether or not that's aligned with righteousness and whether or not I am talking behind someone's back or if I can take this as an opportunity to share something positive, you know, because talking behind somebody's back, that's like gossip, you know, um, and it's just not right for me. And so talking behind people's back is very significant when it comes to our spiritual walk our spiritual journey even if you do not consider yourself as spiritual maybe you may consider yourself just as religious talking behind a person's back is not even in the christian church i'll say i can talk about religion because i've you know been in a part of christianity in some aspect of another my entire life and the Bible tells you, you know, all that kind of gossip, we're not supposed to be doing that. Talking behind someone's back 
falls into, and from my perspective, into the line of gossiping. And so I said, you know, I'm going to share a story, a moral story about people talking behind one's back. And my granddaughter is like, yeah, that's cool. So we read through it and she was like, yeah, grandma, you have to share it. And so the title of this story is People Talking Behind One's Back. And it reads, once upon a time in a village lived an honest man. All the people of the village used to praise and admire him. He was happy that all the people in the village liked him. One day, while returning from work, he heard that some people were talking about him. He knew people of the village.